Welcome back, BetMGM Tonight. Ryan Horvath and PJ Glass are with you here on a Tuesday night. Nick and Trista with the evening off. They'll be back next week. Uh, that was Joel Embiid talking with Maverick Carter, who all of a sudden like runs the world, by the way, man. <laughs> he dates Adele. He's LeBron's best friend. He's his agent. He's got just tons of money now and, yes, ton- he and tons of clients now yes, uh, signing with him as well. So shout out to him. Embiid, though, uh, putting the pressure on Philadelphia. And I think that's the smart move, just like we talked about with Giannis a couple weeks ago. You know, he goes on the IG or the Twitter or the TikTok videos. Somebody brings up possibly playing with Steph Curry and Golden State, and he smiles. you got to put the pressure on, especially if you're a superstar, because, you know, with these teams, with these organizations, Peach, none of these guys could win championships on their own. Right. And everybody's legacy, unfortunately, now is decided by how many championship rings that they win. Mm -hmm. So if you're Giannis, if you're Embiid, that's how you're going to be viewed. So, like, I had an issue with LeBron leaving Cleveland, but I completely understood it because it's Cleveland. It's not the biggest market. No shame, no shade to Cleveland. I like Cleveland. Uh, But it's not a big market. With Embiid... I think I would throw some shade in Bede's way because Philadelphia is a huge market. You think 76ers, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, if you're the centerpiece, if you're the biggest superstar in Boston or in Chicago, a big market like that, I don't think you should leave. I think that you're playing for an organization for a team that's able to actually sign free agents. You know what I mean? Like, nobody wants to go live in Milwaukee. Nobody wants to go live in Portland to play with Dame. Um but Philadelphia is a big city. It's a big market. And they've went all in a couple times. They went in for James Harden. They went in for Jimmy Butler. They probably should have held on to Jimmy Butler. But there are odds for Joel Embiid. If not Philadelphia, where else does he go? Would it be the Knicks plus 200? You got the Brooklyn Nets plus 250. Uh, Dallas is plus 350. My Pelicans plus 450. The Heat plus 550. The Lakers plus 650. Utah plus 850, and then OKC, absolutely no shot that he leaves Philadelphia to go live in Oklahoma City, but for a basketball fit, imagine him and Chet together. Uh, That's 10 to 1. Yeah, I I don't think he's going to the Knicks, Ryan. I mean, how many times has... We have we come into an off season with oh this superstar could go to the Knicks and it just never happens. Although think right? of them in New York playing at Madison I Square know. Garden, maybe their best big since Patrick. Ewing. Yeah, that would be pretty cool. Brooklyn, I just think would be funny because what if this is like the reverse Ben Simmons? You know what I mean? Like he goes to Brooklyn and then MB goes back to to Brooklyn. Simmons obviously comes over from Philly, so I think that would be funny. Dallas would be the interesting one. Just because, I mean, the pick-and-roll game with, like, him and Luka and him and Kyrie, and then they could just take turns with the guards and Embiid, it would be nasty. Uh, He would obviously help out their defense a ton. They already play at the slowest pace in the NBA. You bring in Embiid, and that just works to your favor in the postseason. I think Dallas would almost be the best fit. Ryan, although at the same time, there is just one basketball, and that was like the biggest concern we had with Kyrie and Luka. And now that they're going to have a full off season and a full season together, maybe they can get a little better at that. They're still really bad on the defensive side of the floor, and they need to get that together. But I think Dallas is intriguing. New Orleans, I hope Embiid doesn't go there because, boy, that food is going to just tear him apart like it is Zion. <laughs> and him and Zion are going to be constantly on the injury report, so that wouldn't be fun. Miami, I mean, no, I, I just I can't see it. I, I can't see Miami, the Lakers. I can't see Utah. Like, why are they up there? And OKC, like you said, Ryan. I mean, my God, him and Chet in the front court—that would be like the 
that would be the equivalent of Drew Timmy and Chet in college, would be like Embiid and Chet in the NBA. That'd be ridiculous. I think Dallas is the one I, I would most Same. like to see him go to. And Mark Cuban, we know, is the kind of owner who would do everything in his power to make that happen. Do you think that they could make it work, though, with Kyrie there as well? Or do you think that he would have to be part of the trade package you sent back to Philly? That's a great question because, like, what does Dallas actually have to give up? Not a whole lot. You no. know Mark Cuban will be aggressive. You know he likes to get creative. But, uh, no, I mean, like, I think Kyrie's there long term. I don't think Philadelphia would want him in return. Okay. I don't think there's any chance Dallas is going to – obviously you're not parting ways with Luka and, like, trying think... to build with Kyrie and Embiid. But I would really like Kyrie and Embiid together. I would love all yeah. three of those guys together. I See, I just – I don't think he leaves Philadelphia, man. I think that there's a reason why they bring in a guy like Nick Nurse, a fiery right. head coach who gets the most out of his players like look what they did in Toronto they just really built the system a lot of those guys most of those guys were all G-leaguers even like Pascal Siakam Fred Van Vliet nobody knew what they were going to be they weren't superstars but then they had the championship run granted with Kawhi a superstar but that's kind of what he has right now here in Philadelphia you have the centerpiece and Joel Embiid like they had in Toronto with Kawhi and then you got to get the most out of the role players so Maxi has to take that next step I think Tobias kind of is what Tobias is. He's a he's a solid player. I mean, he's overpaid a little bit, but it's the NBA, so I mean, I would have chose Jimmy Butler. They didn't. It is what it is. But like you look at it, man, he's still under contract for 3 more years. Why would Philadelphia move him? I mean, James Harden most likely out of town. Right. He's under contract until the 2026-27 season. That's when he has his player option, and by then he's already 31 years old. He's a big man. Look how many minutes he's played. Well, look at the injuries he's dealt with early on in his career. And now the minutes, his knees. And there's no way he's going to opt out of that player option either. That's $59 million as well, you got to remember. I think he stays in Philadelphia. Um, you know, I, I just I don't know what they're going to do, if, especially if they move on from James Harden. Is it just Maxi and Bede? Like, what do you get in return? Like, what do you end up doing here? I mean, um, I don't know. It'd just be funny, isn't it? Like, Philly was so bad for, like, two or three years, and then you had Trust the Process. And then you look at their roster. Their best team was the team that lost to Kawhi Leonard's Raptors with that shot, right? Oh, I mean, yeah, that team had Ben Simmons like, when he was rolling, minutes, yeah. had Redick, had Jimmy Butler, and B. Like, that was their best team, and they just came up short. But I I'm with you, Ryan. Like, I do think Embiid stays. I think they have to keep him in Philadelphia like you can't keep changing your superstars your identities like this I mean you have to you have to stick with what you got Maxie's a star man I really do think you can build like around Maxi and Embiid I like them a lot but they do need another piece the problem is that contract they gave to Tobias Harris you know like you need Tobias Harris to have the effect that Andrew Wiggins did on the Warriors when he won, when they won their title. You know, like, you need a role player like that. You need a guy like Austin Reeves, the way he was playing for the Lakers. You need the way Aaron Gordon played in the finals for the Nuggets. Like, you need that kind of stuff, and Harris just isn't that guy. So, the Sixers are close. I completely agree. Nick Nurse getting him over Doc Rivers. I mean, that is just huge oh, yeah. for the psyche of that team, the city, the organization, everything. And they're close. They're a couple pieces away. But, Ryan, at the same time, man, it's tough to build around a team and have your best player, especially in the postseason, be like a 7-2 center, right? Yeah. Jokic is a 7-footer, but he's a point guard. Giannis is 6'11", but he has the agility and the athleticism of a point guard. Embiid is 7-2, but you have to wait for him to get down the court. It's like you watch that series against Boston, right? Game one when Embiid didn't play, you see how the offense looked, and then Embiid comes back, 
and you just see how different it is throughout the series. So it's tough. I mean, the guy's the MVP. He's one of the best players in the league. Want a scoring title? Yeah, but you know, I just, but I think Nurse is is the perfect coach for him. So I do think that's going to work out really well. Yeah, I don't think there's any chance that Philadelphia moves him, but no. they're going to have to do something to keep him there. And I, I don't know though. I mean, like last year they get bounced in the playoffs. Uh, he kind of no-showed in the second half of Game 7 against the Celtics. I mean, as a team, they just kind of quit. Harden wasn't very good in that game. And everybody on social media, not everybody, but a bunch of Sixer fans were, like, done with him. I, I was joking. Yeah, I was like, train him to Chicago. I'll take him. Yeah, our guy Joe Gillio. Like, not an Embiid guy. Yeah, Embiid's great. Like, I guess I kind of understand people being frustrated. I mean, every year it's something new. I mean, like, early on it was the injuries. Mm-hmm. Um you know, there was the stomach flu the one year in the playoffs. But but I don't know, man. Like, he's only one guy, and like you said, he's a center, but he's not like Giannis who brings the ball up the court right. or can just take over a game and drop 50. Like, he needs to play with a guard or a facilitator exactly. that can get on the ball. You know what I mean? Like, he's a lot different than Jokic, right. obviously, as a player, even though he does have an outside shot. That's why last night we were talking about Dame. I mean, that's why that would just be such a perfect fit. We I were just that. talking about Kyrie or Luka. Like, that would be perfect. I mean, there would just be there would be perfect fits for him. But you're right. I mean, he does he does need a point guard. So the Sixers are close. You got to keep Embiid. You got to build around him, and you got to find a way to just bring in a solid point guard that's going to make it work in the postseason. It's just crazy, like going back and looking at the process and how long they took for everybody to get healthy. And then Ben Simmons doesn't end up being the guy. Fultz isn't there. And then you look at some of those playoff losses, like the heartbreaker, like you said, against Toronto with Jimmy Butler. That was probably their best chance. But Mm -hmm. even the year where they got bounced by Atlanta, like they were huge favorites. They were like minus 175 uh, in the first round or second round, whatever that was, against... uh, Atlanta that year when they got bounced, when Ben Simmons got the yips. Then they broke that whole thing up. So we'll see if they could get anything going for Embiid and uh, hopefully win an NBA title for the people of Philadelphia. Right now, the Orioles finally get on the board. It's a 5-1 to one game. I don't feel very good. Uh, bottom of the second, though, they do have a runner on third, only one away. Uh, I thought Manoa just got tossed for the Blue Jays. There was something going on It was on the, the uh, pitching coach. He just got... Toss? The pitching coach did. He came out and he had some words for the ump, and uh, he got. To- Manoa's has sixty pitches through two innings. Yeah. What happened to him? I have no idea. He's completely it's been, falling apart. I mean, it's unbelievable. Yeah, it's been a weird year. I, I feel yeah, like Sandy Alcantara. Clock. It's. I mean, it's crazy. I feel like the pitch clock affected call. some of these guys yeah, a little bit, man. Um, I don't know. Coming up a little bit later on tonight, we're going to preview the SEC. Or about you, but it's more like PJU. That's your that's your uh, conference, Peaches in the South. Just means more. Speaking of the South, how about the NFC South? The Daily Tip continuing their look at the NFC South all week long. So much love for Chelsea and Jenks and the great work that they do. That's what we have here on BetMGM, man. We love that show. We love them. We wake up bright and early, 6 a.m. to 9 a.m. And tomorrow... They're going to be talking about the Saints, who are the favorites to win that division. And on Thursday, they're going to talk about the Carolina Panthers. And on Friday, they're going to talk about my Atlanta Dirty Birds. Look at that. Plus 220 to win the division. Over eight and a half wins. We're going to talk about that a little bit later on with our guy Patrick Everson. Up next, though, Jeff Feinberg. We're going to talk some golf. Bet MGM.